0: This is Big Podcast. I'm David Hooper, and this is Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. This podcast is about creating a message that people care about, putting it out via podcasting, attracting people to that podcast, showing them what to do, and through that, attracting even more people to your podcast, to your message, and the whole process starts again. This is the audio edition of my weekly newsletter. That is called Big Podcast Insider. You can find it at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you wanna follow along, get all the links to everything that I'm talking about, that's where it is, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Here's what I'm talking about on this episode. Please send questions in advance. 26 growth lessons from 26 Substack writers. If you're thinking, what is Substack? Substack is a newsletter service. If you go to daily.bigpodcast.com, you can see my daily email newsletter. That's called Big Podcast Daily. And a lot of the things that people are doing to grow Substack newsletters They will work for you and your podcast. The key to becoming extraordinary at podcasting, or anything. (laughs) Let's start with your podcast. Who runs your podcast? This is no joke. Also some classified ads, things that I think will help you to grow your podcast, attract more people to your message, make more money with your message. This episode of Build a Big Podcast brought to you by Riverside.fm, a virtual studio that makes recording and editing at the highest quality possible, accessible to anyone. Not all podcasts are equal. Some of them sound like they've been recorded on a tin can and a string. But if you've got a good mic, if you've got Riverside.fm, it makes recording your podcast easy. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. I just did an interview yesterday with a guy from Los Angeles, and my producer was in Wyoming. That's the technology that we have available to us, guys and you can tap into it with riverside.fm. Not only can you get good recordings, we've got a service called Magic Clips. It's AI. It takes your long-form content. It chops it up into bite-sized clips that you can use for social media. It can add captions, subtitles. If you do anything on social media, it's nice to have this AI tool. Again, one click, it chops up that long-form content. You get as many little clips as you want. If you want to try it, see if it works for you, they're going to give you a couple of hours for free. Look under the hood, kick the tires, test it out. Do an interview use the AI tools to make little short clips you can put out via social media. This is how to make that happen. Go to riverside.fm, sign up for a free account. It's very easy, super user-friendly, not only for you, but also for your guest. How great is that? No software to download, pull up a web page, you and your guest in the same Riverside studio sounding like you were in the same space. Riverside.fm gets you the free account. If you wanna stick around, here's the discount code. This is gonna get you 15% off. Big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. The website, riverside.fm, that discount code to get 15% off. Big podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You know the deal. You've been here before, right? If not, welcome. Here's how it works. I go from thing to thing to thing. I've already listed those things. And in between them, you're going to hear this sound. That's how you know that I'm going to the next thing. As a reminder, if you want to follow along, newsletter.bigpodcast.com, that's where all the links are. Ready? Here we go. Please send questions in advance. I never send questions to a guest before an interview. And the big reason that I don't do that is because I find that people go through them and they overprepare. Then they read a script during the interview. I had somebody send me questions one time. And I know my stuff, but still, I didn't ask, but I thought, you know, I'm gonna prepare a little something. I found myself doing it. And I've done hundreds and hundreds of interviews. So if I'm doing it, you can imagine what somebody who might not have that kind of experience is doing. And it's a weird thing because you're trying to be live in the moment. You're trying to capture that moment on tape. You're trying to have interaction with somebody and they're reading the script, playing the tape, baby. They're not present with you. And you may find, this happens quite often, that you feel that you've got to stick to those questions once you've given those questions to people because you might throw them off. Again, they're reading a script. They're not in the moment. They're not thinking like it's a live interview. It's for that reason that I do not send questions out to people. I don't recommend it. However, a few days ago, I talked to a podcaster. She does send questions in advance. Not every question, but some. And I asked her about this. She's an established podcaster. She's been at this a long time. I said, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? She interviews authors. And she told me that she's had an issue with many of them trying to plug their books way too early in the interview. So she gives questions in advance to let people know the process. We're going to start here. This is the middle part. Here's the part where we're going to get to your book. It's more or less to let them know the flow of the interview. Now, you can tell people this, but sometimes oh, 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 they got to jump the gun. They think you're not going to get to it. So she does it going line by line. And I think this is important to remember. We are talking about people who are authors. They write. Maybe they're not comfortable in the mic. Do you have guests like that? Maybe they've never done an interview like this. Do you have guests like that? That is more common than you would think. You may not even know because people say, oh, oh I don't want to let them know that I've never done this. People get weird about this stuff, but they almost certainly have not done as many interviews that you're doing. I am in the studio, and I use that term loosely. (laughs) It's a five-by-eight closet that I've tricked out, 40 square feet. I'm in this box several hours per week. Most people, not so much. You've got to work with that. And there are a lot of things that you have to work with when you're doing an interview. One of the things I've got is that people don't talk enough or they talk too much. You got to jump in. You know, there's a million things like that. Anyway, people get nervous if they've never done it before. They talk too little. They talk too much. They jump the gun. Buy my stuff, buy my stuff. You can go to Amazon and buy my stuff. There's an interesting interview somebody sent me. I don't normally listen to this podcast. It's way too long for me. (laughs) Tim Ferriss. It's a four-hour interview. And it's with Noah Kagan. You might know him as the founder of AppSumo. He's got a brand new book. And in the middle of the interview, this is the clip that I was sent. Tim Ferriss says, whoa, whoa, dude, you've got to stop plugging this book. We're going to have to take this out. And No Kagan says, oh, I'm I'm sorry, did I mention the book? He doesn't even know that he's promoting it, but apparently he did. They took it out and he said, thanks for the feedback. You can leave this in if you want to. Said, okay, can we? All right, so they left it in. And it's Tim Ferriss breaking that wall, correcting the guest, saying, hey, man, you got to chill out. We will get to the book, but right now I've got to get what I need. You don't normally hear that, but it does happen a lot. And that's the reason that she is sending those questions. Let me give you a middle ground. What I do if I send guests anything in advance, I send a list of topics that I want to cover. I do a pre-interview. Are you doing pre-interviews with guests? If not, do a pre-interview. This is going to relax the guest. You're going to get some rapport building going. They're going to get to know your personality. You're going to get to know their personality. I mentioned in the ad, and those are all live, by the way, that's why I can refer to the ad <laughs> that I just did. But because I put music behind it, because everything is edited, people think, oh man, he's just playing the tape. No, 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 never, never. Everything is live on this podcast. And I mentioned doing a session yesterday with the guy who's in Los Angeles. And because I'd done a pre-interview with him, I knew where to go to get these stories that he had told me during the pre-interview. That's basically what a pre-interview is for me. I'm not grilling the guy. I'm saying, hey man, tell me more about you. Tell me some stories about your work. Tell me some stories about your life. What's Los Angeles like? How does that compare to Nashville? Do you work out of Nashville? This is a music business radio show. And he told me these great stories about working in New York with Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson sleeping in the studio. That wasn't why I brought him in for this interview. But knowing that story, you know I worked that in. It was a great story. Even Michael Jackson sleeping in the studio, this is on the Invincible record. And he says, yeah, man, he's got all these rooms. He's living out of one of them. This is how the whole thing was financed. I was able to work that into the discussion. And when you bring up something like Michael Jackson, people are like, oh man, tell me about that. Because this is a guy who led a colorful life. We're talking about royalties and how artists get paid, how you can make more money. And that's interesting too. But when I bring in a real life story of a guy, arguably the biggest pop artist that we've ever had, 100 million albums of one record sold. The best selling record of all time. If I can bring that in, that gets people listening because a lot of people have that record. They like Michael Jackson. They know him. Even if they don't, he's a character. Anyway, these are just some things that I do that instead of giving the guest all the questions, give them the topics, do the pre-interview, let them get to know you, bring their stuff into the story when you can. And I'm talking about books. One of the things that I did for the guy yesterday, he's out of Los Angeles working out of a studio. When we do something like that, we've got studios all around the country that we work with. I'm plugging them. From Nashville, Tennessee, I'm David Hooper and joining me from Los Angeles from the Party Light Studios, it's blank. It's giving that studio a plug every single time that I mention the guest name. Then what we did, because there's an artist and a producer working out of that studio, we say, all right, we've been talking about the Party Light Studios all throughout this episode. I'm gonna go out with something that was recorded there and this is something that my guest, I'm not gonna say who it is, wrote and produced. See you guys next week. Then we went out with the song. So those are some other things that you can do to bring what your guest is doing and what your guest is involved with into your episode. It doesn't just have to be plug, 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 plug. It can be those little things. From Los Angeles, to Party Light Studios, it's... Anyway, more thoughts on all this, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Here's the big lesson. You can break the rules of podcasting if you've got a good reason for doing so. My podcaster who's sending the questions, great reason. She knows what she needs to do to get a good interview. If you need to send questions to get a good interview, do it, do it, do it. But also trust yourself. Know that if somebody gets weird, uh, 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 let's talk about the book, let's talk about the book. You can cut that out. You can do like Tim Ferriss did with Noah Kagan. Amen. If You mention that again, we're gonna have to cut it. That became a moment though. So trust yourself. Trust yourself to get in, to get that middle done, and then to get out. By the way, the rules of podcasting, I talked about those in the last episode. That is at podcast.bigpodcast.com. If you missed it, go in the feed, get it. Subscribe, man, what are you doing? I'm here all the time delivering this great information. Don't miss it. Podcast.bigpodcast.com. Hey, real quick, I wanna talk about Big Podcast AMP. If you like the newsletter, you like the podcast, you're gonna love Big Podcast AMP. That stands for Audio Monetization Program. It's a personal coaching program. It's going to help you do three things. One, grow your podcast audience. Two, get more people talking about your podcast. And three, three, (laughs) the tootsie roll out. (laughs) Under 40, look it up on YouTube. It's going to help you make more money with your podcast. You can get all the details at bigpodcast.com. 26 growth lessons from 26 Substack writers. I'm not going to go through all 26 of these by the way. They are listed there at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I want to hit the top 5. One is be famous before you start. And I know what you're thinking. No shit. It's true. If you are blank, famous TV star or famous movie star or famous musician, athlete, you are going to have an easier time growing a podcast because you've got an already established audience. However, guys like you and me, one of the things that we can do is take advantage of the same system, such as having a newsletter, such as sending out emails, such as YouTube videos. Being famous before you start is helpful, no doubt. Being famous before you start is not just limited to the athletes, musicians, movie stars, TV stars. You can have some of that too. That's not to say you're going to be Taylor Swift. You are not. But you are going to be able to grow an audience and bring that audience to your podcast. So consider that. Be famous before you start. In other words, publish more. That's number two. Not only publish more podcast episodes, but get out and write. Big Podcast Daily. This is a daily newsletter. Daily.bigpodcast.com. Five days a week, I am there. I've got a weekly newsletter. This is the audio version of that. I'm here on this podcast at least once a week. At least once a week, I've got something I call Newsletter Junior. Quick tips and thoughts on podcasting that I'm sending out to my mailing list. If you're not on that, bigpodcast.com. Publish more. Number three, network effect. Network effect is this. Fax machines, Do you know what a fax machine is? Under 40, Google it. Telephones, email, social media. Let's use those examples. If there is one person on a social media site, who cares? there are a couple people, yeah, a little more utility. But if we've got 100,000 people, a million people, all your buddies, that's why everybody's on Facebook, because all your friends are there. The more people you have consuming something and using it, the more valuable it is. So network effect can help you with your podcast. If I've heard your podcast and my friend has heard your podcast and we're talking about it, and we've got a third friend there who has not heard your podcast, he's gonna to wanna to hear it. Whoa, 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 I want to end on that conversation. He's gonna download that podcast. So think about it. The more people that have your podcast, the more valuable it is. You wanna get your podcast out to as many people as possible. A great example of this, stolen copies of Microsoft Word, you might be using one. The more people that are using Microsoft Word, the more people have to use Microsoft Word because I'm sending you a Word file. You think, oh man, I can't open this. I don't have Word. Well, you're gonna buy it or you're gonna steal it. And a lot of people are buying it. That's the network effect in action. Get your stuff out there any way that you can. Number four, promoting to existing groups. If I've got a podcast about step aerobics, there are groups that I can talk to on the internet that have dozens, hundreds, or thousands of people that love step aerobics. Promote to existing groups. You don't need to go get those people one at a time. Find the head of the organization, the forum leaders, the guy running the Toastmasters club, the guy who's running the mailing list that can send something out for you. Find those people, talk to those people, and get them on your side. Somebody who's a tastemaker who can champion what you're doing to all the people who look out for them. And you can do this by being a guest on a podcast. That's a really easy way for you to do it. People need great content. You've got great content. Be a guest. Number five, cross promotion. Find other podcasters. That's a good way to do it. Do an ad swap. People talk about a feed drop. You know, maybe. Maybe. If you don't know about that concept, that's where I would give you a file of my podcast. You give me a file of your podcast and we send it out to our subscribers. If you do that, do an intro. You can imagine subscribing to this podcast, the one you're listening to right now and somebody else comes through. Hey, that's not David, somebody else. So what I would do, I would get on the front end of that and say, hey, it's David. And I've got a friend of mine, his name is Ben. I'm making this up. Don't go look for Ben, he doesn't exist. Ben's got a podcast that's also about podcasting, and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. You could do that. You could do a special interview. These all kind of blend in. The cross-promotion, the promoting to existing groups, the network effect, publishing more, being famous before you start, they all blend in. You want to go into a deep dive on these? I've got another 21 of them. That's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. By the way, if you want to really jump in on this, one of the best things you can do is publish in frequency. That is the easiest. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just have to do a little bit more work. Instead of once a week, maybe one and a half times per week. Every couple of weeks, you do an extra episode. Build on that. You want to see how I'm doing it? I talked about the daily newsletter. That's at daily.bigpodcast.com. The key to becoming extraordinary at podcasting or anything. This is an interesting story. It's about seeing Bruce Springsteen for the first time. Not my story. It's a guy named Ozan. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let me talk about something you might connect with as a podcaster. If you blend into the background, no fingerprints, no contrast, you become invisible. You become the background. It's only by embracing rather than erasing what's different about you, what makes you stand out, that you can become extraordinary. Again, the Bruce Springsteen connection, if you're a fan, I've got this linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I also linked a video of him. He's doing a show. And somebody in the audience writes a request, passes it to the front of the stage. Bruce Springsteen picks it up, and he and his band figure out the song in front of thousands of people. It's messy, kind of. I mean, these guys are pro musicians. They've been doing it for 50 years. It's pretty good. At least the edit is pretty good. He wasn't up there for 40 minutes trying to figure the thing out. But it's not perfect. He's like, oh yeah, one, two. He just goes into it. No, 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 no. They're figuring out the horn parts. It's pretty amazing to see him do it on the fly. And doing it on the fly, that becomes a moment, man. That wasn't in the show. They hadn't played it for a long time, or so he said. And then they pulled it off. And everybody was in on it. Nobody expected it to be perfect. They just wanted to have a good time. He brought the audience in with him on that good time. Makes the show even better. People go, oh, you wouldn't even believe this. This woman passed Bruce Springsteen a note had the name of a song on it, and he actually played the song. You've seen that happen. It's all over YouTube. Some guy in the audience gets up and plays drums at a Foo Fighter show. It happens. And it's a moment. People are like, yeah, they're cheering you on. You're in on it. You're in on it. You can do the same thing with your podcast. I talked about that Tim Ferriss moment with Noah Kagan. He's like, hey, man, hey. If you keep plugging, we're gonna have to cut this out. That's a moment. And then Noah says, leave it in. That's okay. That's a moment. You're there watching it happen. Wow, that's what Tim Ferriss really sounds like. Yeah, you saw it there. More thoughts in that video linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Who runs your podcast? Let me give you the too long, didn't read, or in this case, didn't listen to. You, you're in charge. You're the host. You decide what's necessary for your podcast. If you want a pre-interview, get the pre-interview. If you need guests to wear headphones on remote sessions because you don't want to edit out the echo of your own voice coming back over their mic from external speakers, make them wear headphones. I had to deal with that yesterday. Not with the guest, but with my producer. He was caught in Wyoming. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Didn't have his headphones with him. He's producing the episode. And when he would come on, you would hear it because you would hear my voice. A little slight delay. And it was weird because I would talk and talk. And, uh, uh, and, you know, and I was like, dude, I got to mute you. <laughs> And I did. And I'd have him muted anyway because he's not on the mic, but it gets confusing. You don't want to have that happen. But some people put up with it because they're too nice. Well, I can't ask them to wear headphones. Yes, you can. Who runs your podcast? Too long didn't read. You are in charge of your podcast. Same thing applies to how your guests connect. They need to connect from a quiet place. You need so much time with them. I'm dealing with this issue right now with a publicist. She approached me about it's really pitching a company that this guy is involved with. They weren't offering him, but he apparently is one of the co-founders of the company. They said, oh yeah, this is co-founded by blinky Blink. I'm not going to say who it is because I don't want to embarrass him and we're still working on this deal, but I'm going to let you know soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, uh, yeah, could he do phone for 20 minutes? No, he can't do either because I need an hour And I need him to show up with a mic. I don't have to get video of it. I don't want video of it. But I need him from a quiet place with something that's going to pick up that interview. If we're going to do this, I need to be able to use it. I say this to say, it doesn't matter who it is. It's a big artist, but that doesn't matter to me. Used to make the joke about Dolly Parton. I said, yeah, she's the one guest I would do if it was tin can and a string. Well, I've interviewed her. She showed up with a mic. (laughs) She did what I needed. I'm not giving anybody else that pass. Not this guy. But I'd like to get the interview, so I'm working with them. You ask for what you need. Pre-interview, yes. Quiet Place, yes. Mike, yes. Whatever you need, you get it. Because you're in charge of your podcast. If you want more thoughts on this, I've got them linked. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This is no joke. Well, I've got an image. It is a joke. Sort of. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I'll describe it to you. It's like Atlas, you know, holding up the earth. That is how it feels when you partner with anybody who doesn't do the agreed upon work. We're just a few weeks into the new year and I've already heard from a few podcasters who launched in January that their co-host situations aren't working out like they thought that they would. And my first question when I hear something like this is, did you have a written agreement with your host? Most say no. And that's where the problem begins. This goes back to the last thing I asked. Who runs your podcast? You do. You've got to let the people you work with know what you're doing, let them know what you expect them to do. But you also need to have a plan when decisions need to be made and what happens should things go sideways. Here's what all co host and partnership agreements should include. One clarification of terms. Who is going to do what? A written agreement gives you a clear understanding of each partner's responsibility, rights, obligations. Maybe what you want to say is, Here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to edit. That's the agreement. You make the agreement whatever way you want to make the agreement. But make the agreement. Clarification of terms. Also, legal protection. A written agreement that's going to give you legal protection to everybody involved. in case there are disagreements. Litigation. A written agreement says, yes, I own this. You own that. You said you didn't want to edit. I said I would edit. Legal protection. It's good to have. Ask the girls from call her daddy. Number three, decision-making and control. The agreement outlines decision-making processes and control mechanisms for the partnership, ensuring that all partners are aware of how decisions are made and who has the authority to make them. This whole 51-49 thing. I got 51, you got 49. Eh, It doesn't really affect the money, but it does affect the decision-making. You need to include financial arrangements, what happens when everything goes wrong, how do you split things up. I've got the full list at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let me say this. I don't like having to mess with this stuff either, but you're going to have to look at it now or you're going to look at it later. And it's easier to look at it now before any disputes come up, everybody's excited, everybody's in a good mood, nobody's jealous, nobody's making more money than somebody else or getting more attention than somebody else. See the list, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. five ads for you, things that I think will help you to grow your podcast, build a bigger audience, spread your message, and make more money. Swell AI automates writing podcast summaries, articles, social posts, and more. You can manage multiple shows in one dashboard, build custom templates for each show, and automatically connect to Google Drive, Dropbox, and Zoom to get your audio from those services to Swell AI, to get automated episode notes, to get social media posts. It does so much. You're going to love it. You can try it for free. I've got it linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Podpage, it's a website for podcasters. Over 25,000 podcasters use it. You can automatically create a beautiful listener-friendly podcast site from your RSS feed. I love this. Sucks all the episodes down, the episode notes down into the Podpage system. Automatically gives you a great, professional-looking website. You want to take up to the big leagues, Podpage is the way to do it. It's the simplest way to create a great-looking podcast website. You can try it for free. I've got it linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. One more thing for you, when you are ready, this is how I can help you even more. I've talked about Big Podcast Daily. That's a free daily email that I will send you to help you build an audience, attract clients, and make more money in podcasting. That's at daily.bigpodcast.com. Also, the Podcast Growth Toolkit. It is the Swiss army knife of podcasting. If you want help with episode titles, clearance forms, episode templates, episode note templates, all that is included in the Podcast Growth Toolkit. Both of those things are free. You can find them at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. If you've got a bit of a budget, under $750. Big Podcast and the audio monetization program, personalized coaching for indie podcasters to help you grow your podcast audience and build your authority, brand, and reputation. If you want to work with me one-on-one, this is the way to do it. I've set this up just for independent podcasters. Got more information, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Hey, I'm here every week, sometimes more than once a week. If you want to make sure that you never miss an episode, you need to subscribe to this podcast. The way to do that, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got three buttons for you. One for your Apple iPhone, one for Android devices. One is an RSS feed. I've even got a QR code that you can scan. Don't want to touch the keyboard. Don't worry about that. Scan this QR code. You will subscribe instantly to Build a Big Podcast. All those episodes downloaded to your phone or wherever you listen to your podcast. I've got some great episodes coming up, including one about co-hosting. How do you make those agreements? What happens when things go wrong? Who makes the decisions? You're going to love this one. That is coming up. You'll get it for free when you subscribe to Build a Big Podcast. And you can do that at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Thank you for listening to Build a Big Podcast. Go there right now, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Hit one of those three buttons, scan that QR code, and I will see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast. Mr. Owl. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? A good question. Let's find out. One, two, three, three. If there's anything I can't stand, it's a smart apple. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? The world may never know.